and welcome to another fantastic episode of One Sporting Way. Dave is out this week at a wedding. I hope you found he apparently only has one pair of wedding pants, so I'm hoping he found them. Just one pair of pants, I think. A pair, and I don't know, Dave, if you're listening to this, I need to know how you just own one pair of pants, because we will definitely talk <laughs> about it next week. Uh, but I am, as always, joined by my wonderful host, Remy. How are you doing? What are you drinking? All right. I I hit my mic. Did not spill my drink yet. There we go. Oh, that's really good. Um, I'm drinking Blue Moon's Mango Wheat Beer. I'm trying out all the different mango ones, so I'm I'll basically... Say, you, you always have mango. I'm a fan. I'm scared they're going to get taken away in the winter, so I'm trying to drink some fruity beers now in case they go away. In the same way that people were, like, hoarding toilet paper, you're hoarding <laughs> mango beers. Yeah, if there's no Golden Road mango, uh, mango cart in any liquor store or where do they sell them, like price shopper or walmart on the kansas side i don't know if you can't find any mango cart it's because i bought a new fridge and that's where they are in my apartment yeah this one is not as good as golden road brewing company but it's still good it has i wish it had a little more mango honestly but i'm doing really well because fall sports or college fall sports are back and (laughs) you will never guess what i did on saturday watch the university of nebraska you will guess it's yeah me and my family are big huskers fans um we grew up there and They had their first uh, football game this weekend, which I will not talk about. And then right after the football game ended, four hours later, we watched volleyball for two hours and they killed it. And then we had about an hour or so in between and then sporting started. So I guess if you added that all up, four, six, eight, about eight hours of TV I watched on Saturday. Um, That's amazing. I, I have yeah. to mention, I did watch some of the Nebraska game. So no three-fifths of my family is huge Nebraska fans. My soul is like hurting for Scott Frost, the head coach. And uh, honestly, everybody who's ever been a Nebraska fan, rip to our souls. But yeah, that's how I'm doing. Riley, what's up with you? Yeah, uh Robin and I are settling into our new job uh, as team leads for a youth ministry or a children's ministry. And besides that, with school and all the chaos that's happening right now, we're just trying to take it in stride and doing everything that we can. And I am drinking uh, Wild Bramble from Southern Barrel Brewing Company, probably one of our favorite breweries around here. That's so good. Yeah, every time every time you have a new beer, I get so jealous. Like they all sound so good. I am trying so hard to always have a new beer for a while. That's always like local South or North Carolina, Georgia, something like that. Unbelievably tasty. Well, yeah, no, we're doing we're doing good down here in South Carolina. Definitely uh, enjoyed watching the game last night. Uh, I was chilling by the pool all day, so I was not watching sports all day because Kansas State. Starts next weekend. Yeah, if I was outside all day on Saturday, I would be just a pile of bones because it has been so hot and humid here. I don't know about over there, but it's been miserable. Yeah, it was pretty hot, but we were sitting by the pool all day, and that makes it significantly easier. I just, like, roll my eyes every time Riley's like, oh, I had to go to the beach or the pool again. I had to (laughs) see another palm tree. (laughs) It's just like, ugh. My life is so hard. It is a it's a travesty, Riley. Our dog did go to the beach for the first time since we moved here. Oh, shout out to Avery, number one fan. Avery, she's somewhere. She's outside the room. Her jingles are pretty loud. Uh, but she had a blast and she loves the beach. 
But right now in the on season, so after Labor Day next weekend, you can have your dog on the beach whenever. But before then, during the on season when there's tours here all the time, you can't have your dog on the beach between 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. And so we finally got around on Friday after work. We just had a long week and we're like, let's go to the beach with our dog. At 501. Avery out there. At 501, we were on the beach. (laughs) Yeah, Avery was ready to rage. She was, and she, we saw some other dogs, we threw the tennis ball around, and we were just dumbfounded by how many less people there is already here, and we haven't even hit Labor Day yet. Like, two, three weeks ago, the beach was packed to the brim, and yesterday it was just, you know, we, uh, there was maybe a couple hundred people spread out over the whole beach, so it was unbelievably calm and amazing. Yeah, what a life. That sounds honestly, I'm so happy you guys got to move out there because that's like what you wanted for a long time. So yeah, no hard feelings. I am a little jealous. All right, let's go ahead, dig into what was going on this week. So sporting only had one game, but before that, we had the all-star game. MLS won 3-2 in penalties against the Liga MX All-Stars. Our boy Daniel Shallowy played, scored a PK there at the end to to help put MLS up. And over to get their first MLS All-Star win in five years, which blows my mind. Yeah, I don't even know what to say to that. The fact that they even won, it was like for five seconds. As an American, you could be like, oh, that's awesome. But then, you know, you're like, okay, I guess what's next? I know. And and I have trouble understanding kind of the point of the All-Star game in the MLS. Because in Major League Baseball, it's the home or the the league gets to host the world or gets home field advantage. In football, there's really not a a benefit in the NFL either right now. Just a moneymaker, I guess. I I guess we're just making money. But I mean, what what are your thoughts on the All-Star game? I I wish it was a bigger deal because it was so cool to see um, Daniel Shallowy, like when Sporting, I think on their Instagram or something, posted his reaction when he found out he made the team. And a lot of those players get fan voted in. Um, So, you know, like it should be a big deal because people are invested on who makes that team. But the timing's always weird. It's always like into the second half of the season when you're really trying to focus on climbing the the board to try to, you know, get the home field advantages if you make the playoffs. And so the timing's just kind of weird. And I don't know why there were a lot of LA players. If it was just because they hosted or if that was the coach who like picked the roster, but that kind of was weird to me too. I don't know. I didn't look into it very much. Yeah, to be absolutely honest, I did not watch a whole lot of the All-Star game. I watched the highlights. I watched the shallowy bits. But like I did not take it in just because it didn't feel that exciting to me. I watched more skills challenge than, than I did of the actual game because the skills challenge to me is what the All-Star weekend should be about. And it doesn't put your all-star players at risk of injury for a game that doesn't end up mattering in the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, shallow, we like didn't play the whole game, you know, like, so he was able to come back and play in MLS the next week. But I mean, if it was just shallow, we, and like, say he didn't get on the field at all, then I would have zero interest in watching it. Yeah. I think I'd rather just watch the United States men's national team play a game than watch the MLS all-stars. Yeah. Probably me too, honestly. Yeah, so, I mean, that's about all we have on the All-Star game. It The penalty, I mean, Shallowy slotted that penalty in. Like, there was no doubt he was scoring it. Um, but besides that, all honesty, con- congrats to the MLS All-Stars on, on their win, but it wasn't 
for us, it definitely wasn't the highlight of the week. That definitely came in the form of the Sporting versus Colorado game, which uh, if you haven't gotten a chance to watch yet, uh, 1-1 tie in the end. I know we have a lot of feelings about this game. Remy, I'm going to let you start. What, what were your initial thoughts? <laughs> oh, boy. I, I don't know if it was just because this was one of the first games I've been able to watch live if I didn't actually attend the game. I went to my parents' house to watch because they have access to that channel that I refuse to talk about anymore by name. Oh, my gosh. I loved watching this game. And I thought I was going to be too tired to even finish the game after a whole day of sports on TV. But this game, it was just so high energy from the start. Colorado is ranked right below us in the Western Conference. So we knew the level of play was going to be really high. And as we're getting into the the end of the MLS regular season, every game is so important and especially when you're trying to vie for those very those top spots so um yeah I have a lot of feelings about this game Riley I want to read like some of our text messages as we get into the analysis because Riley and I were texting back and forth last night while we were watching and we were both like so stressed in a good way just because we Ugh, I don't even know. This game was so good to watch. Everything was so sharp. Oh, please give give us some highlights. What what were your what were your highlighted text messages? <laughs> I mean, there was one point I sent a gif of um, Johnny Depp, like say like he was like so so stressed. I'm pulling it up right now. I said I am screaming internally, and he screams <laughs> for one second and then like tries to make a serious face. And I said this is too much for my fragile soul. And then Riley says back in all caps, holy crap, I'm trying not to wake Robin. I am stressing out at my computer. <laughs> Riley said, we are so clearly the better team right now. What is happening? And then I said, the F, clearly not a goal, but hot damn. And I said, um, holy mother of God, Peter is so pissed. And then Riley said, the crossbar is getting player of the match. Yes, I and I still stand by that. Absolutely. Like... If, if we don't see, like, an MLS team with, like, just the crossbar as the defender in, like, the team of the week, we have to protest. It's the end of that game stressed me out so much because it was, you know, we were on the front foot for so long. You know, that Johnny Russell had it just hit his foot, like, six inches higher. We would have won that game 2-1, but then we come back and we're, we end up, you know, twice getting caught on the back foot on a counterattack. And had it not been for the the post on the first one and then a point-blank shot missing off the crossbar, Colorado easily could have stolen those three points in the end. And it was I, I was freaking out. And, and for those of you that don't know, uh, I watch on ESPN Plus here in South Carolina. So normally I can watch while I'm, I have my computer going. And so I watch from here. And I, I love my wife, but she very much wanted to go to bed instead of staying up and watching <laughs> soccer. And so I was watching from my computer just like freaking out internally and like like wanting to shake something after each of those instances. Uh, yeah, there were so many chances. And I mean, honestly, we have to start with like this top notch starting 11. I think like this is the starting 11 we should stick with. The interesting thing, though, is that like Roger, they mentioned this was his first career start as a solo center midfielder, Roger Espinoza, and he's been with oh. our team about as long as you can be. Um, so, like, the formation is is changing up, but I was so happy to see the starting 11, and then they just totally delivered. Like, everything was so sharp, like the passing, 
the the long passing across the field, the shooting accuracy, the first touches, the quick one twos back and forth, and like the one on one challenges. I loved watching us play, and I think this is the sporting that I am used to seeing. Oh, for sure. And I fully expected us to win this game at any moment. I think that was the most frustrating part. And like like you said that I texted you, we we were so clearly the better team in the second half, especially. And even the announcers, like Nate was was talking about how there's gonna be a goal. And Jacob Peterson was like, Yes, there's there's no way we get out of this with no goals in the second half. And, you know, Colorado had two good chances, sporting had a couple good chances, and just no one seemed to be able to convert. Or defense just stepped up in a way that stopped them from playing. Like, I'm telling you, you know Johnny's kicking himself today. He was so unbelievably close because he was on on fire. Daniel had a couple solid shots. That left-footed shot he tried to get near near post. Uh, I thought he was going to get like two because he was just taking a booba car on Colorado for a freaking ride the whole time. Like, he could just – Daniel, like – kind of left him in the dust every single time. And I think that's Mm -hmm. why Colorado had so many fouls and yellow cards. And we had so many play ons that didn't even like register as fouls because they just couldn't keep up with our forwards. And that was awesome. No, they were always on the front foot, always pushing forward. Pulido looked really good. Uh, I mean, the goal from Johnny was amazing. That free kick. Oh my gosh, Johnny. (laughs) If I know for a fact, if you rewind the tape back to probably our first or second episode, you hear me talking about how I'm always worried about our uh, our set piece game because our yeah. set piece game in the past years has never been anything to write home about. Normally, we take you know eleven corners and no conversions, but this is the first year in a really really long time that I'm happy when we get a free kick because. I, there is a solid shot we're going to convert it, whether that's a straight shot on goal or if that is a kind of a, a cross into the box with a header. No matter what it is, like we're dangerous from a set piece, finally. For sure. And like I was a little worried, too, about our set piece game after Busio left because he was our primary. But oh, my gosh, Johnny, like props to you. That was a beautiful, magnificent free kick. And the spin reminded me of what Leo Messi does so well, honestly, of how he's just so dangerous and like you expect him to score from the position Mm -hmm. that Johnny was in. So that was really cool. Props to Johnny for sure. And again, you said it. It's just so much fun watching this game. Daniel, I'm surprised the goalkeeper hasn't, didn't like break his hands (laughs) blocking some of his attempts. We've got our, our defense looks strong. There was a moment there um, in the middle of the game and, and Nate and Jacob were talking about it. Towards the end of the second half, we're like, Colorado got a shot, and then Sporting got a shot, and then Colorado got a shot, and we're going back and forth. And they were like, where, where is the midfield for either <laughs> team? Like, it just kept going back and forth. And yeah. if you watched, our midfield was pushing so far forward because we knew we had them on the back foot. We knew we could score a goal. And we just, whatever it was, that that last step just wasn't quite connecting there. But, oh, my gosh, we should we, – we should have three points out of this game. Well, yeah, even when, like, before we scored to tie it up, like, you know it's going to be a fun game to watch when your team is the one holding the momentum, even when you're down a goal. And I feel mm-hmm. like Sporting held the momentum for the majority of that game, even though they were kind of going back and forth a little bit um, at towards the end. Um, yeah, I think at one point one of the announcers called it one-way traffic, and I kind of laughed at <laughs> that because it kind of seems like even if Colorado was – a um, was clearing the ball out 
sporting got it right back and was able to pass so well and dish mm-hmm. it back into the box over and over and over again. It was unbelievably fun to watch. It was such a joy seeing us out there and getting fresh legs after a week, I think, really elevated our team. I really wish we would stop playing from behind at home, but apparently <laughs> that's just the motto of the season. It has to happen. But speaking of fresh legs, before we move on to other soccer news, um, we had no subs in this game. Yeah, that surprised me. It was, I mean, it is so weird, especially after we're coming off of a run of like a billion games in just a few weeks. And, Mm -hmm. you know, but each time I was like, oh, I wonder why we haven't used subs yet. Who would I sub out? I was like, no, like he can't come off. He can't come off. They're doing too well right now. I was thinking maybe Gotti Kinda because he took some really hard knocks in that game. And Alan Polito took some really hard hits as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I kind of thought that was interesting. If we were really dying for a goal, then maybe bring on some fresh legs in Wilson Harris or, you know, like another another attacking player. But I like what you said. Who are you gonna take off? Like they're all playing phenomenally. Why would you why would you bring off Allen when he's dominating at the forefront? Like he's dribbling through players, making plays. Why the only thing I would think of maybe for me, some fresh legs on the back on the on our back line because we were kind of getting beat on those counters a mm-hmm. little bit. But I mean in in Peter you trust, right? <laughs> yep, our new merch there it is. In Peter, we trust. I like uh, that's that. going to be our first one sporting way t shirt. Um, yeah. Any last thoughts on the Colorado game? I hope this is the level of play we stick to for the rest of the season. If this is the team that we're putting on the field every single week, I have no doubt that we're going to go far in the postseason. I know with the different starting lineups, we've kind of been iffy about some of them and just the cohesiveness of how they're playing together, but. I have full confidence in this team and I'm really excited for what's to come. I love it. But up up but it yeah. Ding. <laughs> that was a was that a cat sound at the end? <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it's the term of the week. Now Dave got the the rapid fire and so I'm going to give you the the 30 seconds on the clock rapid fire. So I'm scared. Are you ready? Um is it soccer terms? All soccer terms. Okay. Yes. Well, I'll, I'll be lucky if I get two. Here we go. Here we go. All right. A Spanish goal for an, a Spanish term for an incredible goal. Uh, Spanish goal. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, Magnifico. I don't know. Mm, uh, not quite. A goal scored in overtime, which ends the match. A uh, golden goal. A, um, when players are fighting on the field, but just throwing soft punches or slaps. Bitch fight. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, uh, three goals in one game. Hat trick. A uh, poor pass to a teammate that puts them in danger of being hurt. Uh, jeez, Dave would know. Uh, All right. A lame-o. <laughs> uh, we had the Spanish term for an incredible goal is a golazo. Oh, yeah, I should have known that. Uh, when players are fighting on the field but just throwing soft punches or slaps is handbagging. Handbagging? Apparently. Weird. Okay. And the poor pass is a hospital ball. Oh my gosh, I knew that one too. Ugh, dang. It's the pressure. The pressure gets to you. I know. All right. Well, congrats on your, your practice round. <laughs> but uh, deep, uh, er. deep. <laughs> I can't even say it. I don't know what that's term of the week. Robot noises are. Uh, let's dive into, we have a long list. It was a big week for sporting off the field. And so let's dig into Put some on our news reporter news. hats. Ding. Uh, starting with, uh, wait, I forgot. Am I starting or are you starting? With you got news? it, Riley. 
Okay, this one was a wonderful surprise to me. Benny Failhaber has been appointed the Sporting KC U17 head coach. And if you don't know, if you are a new fan to Sporting Kansas City and you don't know who Benny Failhaber is, go look up his highlights. He is he I am going to make the prediction he will be a sporting legend. He was our midfielder from 2013 through 2017, uh, left during the 2018 season and came back 2019. He was one of the most prolific midfielders we have ever had. Like he was the arch nemesis of half of MLS. Ooh, for the way I that like he could that. Cross and pass and play. I am a huge Benny Failhaber fan. And the fact that we are like slowly getting all of our old players back, like we have Jimmy now and we've got, uh, we've got Benny. And um, also we found out this week, Elie and Espinosa are both assistant coaches for our U14 and U13 roles. Like we are coalescing all of this amazing talent to bring up our young players, which is just going to continue to make sporting one of the top homegrown players in, in the world. It seems like years ago, episode two, we talked about our all-time SKC starting 11, and Benny was at least in our starting 11 or like a quick, um, like a honorable mention for sure. I think he was on all of our teams. I think he was honorable mention for me, but he's definitely up there in the Sporting Hall of Fame. Oh my gosh. I I am so happy when I saw that announcement. I, I was like just giddy with joy that Benny Failhaber is back in Kansas City. Yeah, it just shows how special our club is. The fact that, you know, we can get our older players coming back to, to develop younger players who could possibly play in their position is really awesome. People love Kansas City. What can I say? <laughs> We have fountains. We have the second most fountains in the whole world. What's number one? Uh, it's Rome. Oh yeah, duh. <laughs> That's why they call us the Rome of the Midwest. Yep, people say that. People Not just definitely us. say that. The Rome of the Midwest. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god! We gosh. got all these fountains. All right, what else we got, Remy? Um, we have some really cool announcements for three of our current sporting players. So. Um, it was a big week for a lot of us. Um, a lot of us? I'm not on the team. I don't know what that meant. I don't know. We had big weeks. Yeah, of course. Um, but first off, Tim Melia got um, an MLS Team of the Week honor just because he's such a beast. And we've like we've said it every single episode. Every single game he plays, he's there to win. And he's just killing it on the, the goal line. And so we're super proud of Tim. Um, Daniel Shallowy, rightly deserved, gets called up for the Hungarian national team for their September camp. I believe it's the World Cup qualifying roster, right, Riley? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sad that he's going to be gone in September because that's the end of the season as we're kind of pushing right. towards the playoffs. Yeah, well, and then so the the next piece of news, Gadi Kinda also gets called up to the Israel World Cup qualifying roster. So we'll be losing two of them for a while as they train with their respective national teams. But that is just so cool for both of them. They are completely deserved and skc is completely behind those two and props to tim once again i remember watching so kinda's been gone with israel over the over this last season as well and i remember watching a video of him muscling up cristiano ronaldo baller and winning 50 50 balls uh -huh. and i was like yes that's our boy that's our guy cristiano ronaldo's got nothing on Gotti kinda yeah okay that reminds me of like there was a a picture that was going viral in america at least of um when matt b was on the national team and he was playing against Ronaldo and he was like standing up kind of like towering over him and Ronaldo was like on the ground like calling for a foul like a little baby and it was like iconic <laughs> all right 
Next bit of news, um, Sporting KC2 signs uh, 22-year-old Ford, uh, I'm going to butcher this and Dave's not here, uh, to tell me I'm wrong, Bubakar Traore on yeah, loan. That sounds good. I can say it with the most American accent possible. <laughs> we know Dave is super excited about so we're going to give Dave a chance to talk about him next week. We just wanted to make sure we got that in there so that everyone knows that Sporting KC2 is making, making moves because they've, kind of, they've had kind of a rough season, but they're definitely making, making moves to try and improve improve their team because as we know these players do tend to make their way to the sporting casey lineup at some point so we're, we're, we'll, we'll keep an eye on them and then yes uh two more pieces of news first are uh the women's uh casey woso got their second win of the season hey <laughs> they finally did it Killing they got it. another win and it was at home again in front of all their fans. That is, I'm so, I'm so happy for them. I, I wish they were on like ESPN plus so that I could actually watch them. But I know that, I mean, I watched their, you mentioned last time we talked to their marketing is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always keeping up on them just because they're everywhere. Yeah. And so Kansas city is slowly making their way up the ranks. They are now, I think a couple weeks ago, they were 10 points out of, like second to last place. And we are now only six points behind racing Louisville FC, Heck who is yeah. in second to last. So my goal for Woso is that we just don't get last. Climb that ladder. Climb the ladder. We will slowly make our way back out of the the hole that we kind of got ourselves in at the beginning of the season. But um, there are still plenty of games left, I think. Uh, I'm actually looking at their calendar uh, I was wrong. There is only seven games left. That's a potential for 21 points. And I think we're going to get at least 20, 20 of them. Yeah. I'm making a prediction right now. No, that, that would be impossible. 19 points. Okay. Woso will get 19 of their last 21 points. And if they don't, you can play this back later and embarrass me. Deal. Perfect. All right. All right. And then Remy, I know you're very excited about this last piece. I'm excited. And I'm also really sad, but we knew it was inevitable. So I'm sure most of you guys who are um, keeping up with the soccer world have heard by now, but Carly Lloyd, a, a complete legend on the U.S. women's national team, will be retiring at age 39 this fall. I, I cannot say enough amazing things about Carly Lloyd as a player in person. She's been our captain on and off for years. And honestly, I, I totally think she's up there with, you know, Mia Hamm, which is a household name, Abby Wambach, Christine Lilly, um, some of the best U.S. women's players in our history to play for us. And we just wanted to give her a quick shout out because, you know, this is a sporting podcast, but we we are absolute fans of, of the entire soccer world. And um, she's just done so much for this team and making it that the winning beast that we are. So quick stats for Carly Lloyd. She's had 312 appearances for the U.S. national team, and she's ranked fourth in all-time goals scored, which is insane. During her time on the U.S. national team, which when she made her debut back in 2005, she's had an 88% winning percentage since then. That is bonkers. It is probably like the highest in that that window of space for any team you know in that number of years mm-hmm. 88% winning percentage of all of the games and 312 appearances she's made for the US team that is insane which even uh having over 300 appearances for a national team is almost unheard of you know yes. that that alone 
shows that she has been such a staple for this team. And um, I actually looked up, she's the USA's all-time top goal scorer in Olympic Games, which is also really great. And she was able to play in this last Olympic Games as well. One of my favorite memories ever of Carly Lloyd was in the World Cup final in 2015 against Japan, where we won 5-2, to two, which was also unheard of because Japan was so good that year. Carly scored a freaking hat trick in the World Cup final. She rightly deserved winning player of the match. Um, She scored in the third minute, the fifth minute, and then the 16th minute. She scored a hat trick in the first 20, like within 20 minutes of the first, that game. That sounds like you're playing FIFA to me. You're playing FIFA against like a high school team and you're like Real Madrid. That's what Carly yes. Lloyd did in that game. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that was, I just, I still remember like watching that game and just screaming so much. And I remember like I was tweeting like Carly Lloyd for president and like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that was such a fun memory. And it seemed at that moment that everyone in our whole country was behind the women's national team. And I think that game really made everybody else fall in love with the team too. So yeah, I know there are a couple of fall friendlies coming up for the U S women's national team. So if they decide to come to Kansas city, it might already be set, but I would super encourage everyone to go out and, and pay tribute to Carly Lloyd and all she's done for the U S women's national team. Shout out to Carly Lloyd. I want to thank her if she's listening to this, which is possible. I want to thank her for all she's done for the team. And it's been a pleasure to watch her. That's awesome. All right. So coming up this week, we've got, one game we've got LAFC on Wednesday away at LA they're currently ninth in the conference and so I would expect that if we continue to play the way we are playing we should be able to get some away points um, at LA I'm hoping for three I will take I will I will always take any amount of points in an away match for sure yep Um, and right now we are currently sitting uh, as we are recording Sunday night Sporting KC is currently sitting second in the west I know Colorado has is sitting in third and has a game in hand on us so we'll see how kind of how that plays out this week but we are definitely sitting real well for the playoffs and and we are still 100% in the race for the supporter shield. Remy, where can people find us? On Instagram, y'all. That's my Texas accent. I don't know what that is. I got to do something new every week. How much time have you spent in Texas, Remy? Um, I have never been to Texas. Yeah, it's fine. I don't need to go there because Houston Dynamo's there. Gross. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, you can find us on Instagram at One Sporting Way Pod. We are sharing uh, a little bit more about myself, Riley, and Dave, um, the three amigos, and just some behind the scenes stuff. You'll get an inside look at episodes. And if you want to send us questions or comments or you just need a friend and want to email us, that's great. You can email us at onesportingwaypod at gmail.com. Give us a shout out. Let us know what you're drinking. Let us know what beers you want us to try on the podcast. Because if there's another mango beer out there that Remy doesn't know about, she's going to want it. Please tell me. Well, Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. As always, we love doing this. We love watching sporting and we love having an excuse to talk about it every week. So share with a friend. Tell them to give us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening. And as always, we will see you next time down here at One Sporting Way.